Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been so long since you've been around. Wait, did it go like that? Welcome back. I mean so much that something to talk about. You saw a welcome back card. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. I am Big Daddy. This is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 59. I am joined with my co-host, my beautiful co-host, Felicia Brown. Hi, everyone. Happy first day of spring. Fake spring. Yes, it is the first day of spring. This time last week, everybody was going to get salt, shovels, mm. bread, milk. Was it bread, milk, and eggs? And what is it about bread, milk, and eggs and, and snowstorms that go together? Everybody going to sit in the house, watch the snow, and make French toast? Mm, when it snows, that's not what I want. I want snacks. <laughs> Me too. That's what I did. I ran to the drugstore because I had to get a couple of medicines. I didn't want to run out for the next couple of days. Then I got me something to snack on, and I'm cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give me some cookies and some, because um, I'm off soda now, and I got me some um, some flavored waters. I was straight. Yay. Yeah, I'm off soda. I haven't had a soda. Crap. It's been a minute. Yay! And I want to thank Felicia. I want to thank Felicia Brown for that. He's helped me get off soda. Now she can help me get off the uh, fried stuff. It'll be even better. Oh uh, no, I'm not even there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your help, and um, I want to apologize. <clears throat> One for my voice. I'm very hoarse for some reason. Um, and I've been hoarse ever since Friday night. But I'm sipping some hot tea. Hopefully, it'll get better. And I want to also apologize for the weeks that we haven't been able to do a show. But again, if the Sixers are playing on a Monday night, then I have to be with the Sixers and I can't do the show. And uh, well, we can't do the show because when I go to the Sixers game, Felicia Brown's right by my side and we're together. And, um, and we can't do the show those nights. So it is what it is. And, but I appreciate everybody who might be listening. We are back. The season is almost over. There are no more Monday games. Nope. So th- this should be the last Monday we miss in a long time. Excuse me. I had to sip some tea. And last <laughs> Call me week, last, <laughs> oh, yeah, last, last week was, one, it was my birthday on Sunday. So. Yes. And let me do, I said it on Facebook. I'm going to say it on the air. And I said happy birthday when it was time, but belated happy birthday on the air. I wish you many more. You are a very close friend of mine. A lot of times in my life, you have done and said things for me that went above and beyond. And I appreciate you for it. You are a very warm person. Anybody who doesn't know you should get to know you because you are 
what the definition is of a good friend and confidant. And I love you, and I wish you many more birthdays. Thank you so much, and I feel the same exact way about you. Then I'm going to share a quick story, and then I'm going to move on. Anybody that's listening, know I've wrestled for 18 years, but I took some time off as I got my shoulder done. I had rotator cuff surgery done, and the doctor suggested that I stop wrestling. Excuse me. And the doctor suggested that I stop wrestling. So I was kind of bored with wrestling as it were. Anyway, so I wanted to try something new. So I seen an ad in the paper for a semi-pro football team. It's something that I always wanted to do. And it's something that, you know, I wanted to put on my – that was on my bucket list to do. So I was kind of confused. I talked to somebody about it. They said, do what you want. You're going to get hurt. I don't suggest it, blah, blah, blah. But I called you, John Felicia Brown, and you encouraged me to do it. And I did it. I was semi-good. I'm not going to say I was the best, but I'm not going to say I was the worst. And um, But at the age of 36, when a lot of people are retiring from it, I was just coming into it. So I had a lot to do. I think if I would have did it at 26, I might have been some. But, mm. <laughs> excuse me. But I thank you for encouraging me to do that. So I always write up my bucket list. I play semi-pro football. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I tried it. I'm glad it was what it was. Yeah, yeah. you got to go out and do your dreams. And I'll never tell you, you know, not to do something. And I'll never tell you to do something that I think, you know, is not in your best interest or will hurt you. So. Yeah. You got your back. And I appreciate you for it. And I never forgot that. And I never will forget that because you were the only one at first who stood in my corner and said, no, I tried. If you don't like it, you can always quit. But at least you said you tried. Oh. I tried it. And you I lived did it for through two it, years, right? And I quit. Yeah, and I lived through it. I'm still here. <laughs> my knees are think better of it. But, <laughs> but still, I tried it. It was what it was. Okay, moving on. I want to talk about what's been going on in media. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I'm trying to move through this because we're on kind of a time restraint, constraint. But um, Snoop Dogg made a video, and it featured a clown, Donald Trump. And during his video, he pulled out a gun, and it's a, it's a clown gun. And it was like he was shooting Donald Trump. I'm not going to say the president. He was shooting Donald Trump. And everybody got up in arms. Snoop shouldn't have did it. It wasn't good. He's a role model. I don't know when Snoop Dogg was ever a role model. But he's a role model, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but the last I checked, I thought we lived in America, and we had freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, go shoot Donald Trump. He was just performing something, a video, and it was a clown dressed as Donald Trump, and the gun didn't go off. He shot the gun and said, bang, it was what it was. Did people get that upset when they were putting out cartoons of Obama and his mm-hmm. wife looked like monkeys and this, that, and the fourth? No. But everybody wanted to get all up in arms because he made a video talking about the orange ones. Because let it have been Garth Brooks who made a um, a video of a uh, monkey dressed up as a president, nobody would have said nothing. Mm-hmm. 
What's your opinion, please? No, I agree. I mean, everyone's saying respect, you know, the POTUS, but they didn't do that for, you know, President Obama, really. And, you know, I'll even stand up for for whoever was before um, Obama, Bush. You know, they didn't respect him much either. So, no, Trump has the full one line. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and he is offending people on a daily, so... He, you know, I've never seen a president offend people that they're supposed to serve. Like, you work for us. You're right. You're right. He even went as far as he even said that Obama bugged Trump Towers. Right. For what? Why would Obama even want to bug Trump Towers? There ain't nothing you saying in there that Obama would want to hear. He's just so offensive and out of pocket. And like I said, his presidency can't go past four years. And I'm curious as far as his next election. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm I'm not trying to waste my life away, but I can't wait four (laughs) years from now to see how this next election goes. Uh, Because I'm curious. I really am. But anything else you want to say about that, Felicia? Nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting tired of him, my damn self. And next thing I want to go to, everybody knows, anybody that's a wrestling fan knows that a sex tape went out with Paige, Brad Maddox, and Xavier Woods. Now... I watched some of it. I can't say I've seen a lot of it. I saw different clips of one website because, yeah, I looked it up. It is what it is because I wanted to see what the big scuttlebutt was about. And I watched it once. It was like, all right, it is what it is. She's no longer with the company. Brad Maddox is no longer with the company. And, okay, Xavier Woods is in New Day. He's still with the company. So out of the three, he's still there. But did Seth Rollins lose his job when his sex tape came exactly. out? Exactly. Exactly. Tom Phillips. No. No. Now, people got upset because I didn't see this part of the video. I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but there was some type of, I don't know what word to use, secretion... Or the women's <laughs> title. Yeah. She's not with the company anymore. So, so right. what? Well, that's an old picture, yeah. And on top of that, it wasn't like she went the China route and purposely did a porno. That was something that was videotaped between three people that got hacked. So isn't she entitled to her privacy? It's not her fault that her stuff got hacked. Now, it happened. She shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't film stuff. She did it. She made a mistake. She probably feels like crap. I know Xavier definitely feels like crap now. Um, and also, sidebar to that, 
my oldest son, Lamar James, was at a house show yesterday with his fiance and um, some of her people in Hershey. Mm. Guess who was advertised but wasn't there? Xavier Woods. Yeah. So, yeah. coming into WrestleMania, do you punish him for something that happened years ago that wasn't really his fault? Like, should he get punished? Should he get kicked off the biggest show of the year, the highest paying show of the year? Because somebody else videotaped them having sex? I say no. I know they're being kept off of Raw today, and it feels, you know, I feel really bad because um, Kofi, he was kind of almost on his way out before New Day happened. So it's like, what do you do now? You know, and Big E. It's not their fault, so it's really sad. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to tell regular people not to, you know, have fun and, you know, take pictures or whatever. But when you know you're, you know, in the public eye or whatever, I think you do need to be a little more responsible. So it really goes both ways. Yeah. I agree with you, and I I do agree with you. Because you are in that public eye. And this just doesn't right. go for WWE wrestlers. Because um, I can't remember the woman's name. The black girl that was in Ghostbusters. Oh, Her yeah, phone got hacked. There you go. Her phone got hacked and it was naked pictures of her floating. <laughs> <laughs> Not if anybody wanted I saw it. I'm Call me a perv. But I saw it. What nothing to write home about. But on that note, she was entitled to her privacy. If you got these iPhones or whatever, and you are in the public the eye, somebody could yeah. say what? The cloud. Yeah, the cloud. Yeah, cloud. In the cloud, yeah. They hack in the cloud, and they're getting your private stuff. So maybe you should be a little bit more careful, but I don't feel as though you should get punished. But I would say the smack on the wrist from Vince. Bad Xavier, don't do it again. Right, right. Especially if it happened now. Yeah. Yeah, if it happened with him in the New Day with tag champs and he was having sex with the the tag belt on his shoulder, I would say, yeah, he screwed up. But if this happened back when he was down in Florida at the performance center, then it is what it is. Right. Even if he did, it still is what it is. Right. Go ahead, I'm sorry. What you say? No, no, you're fine. It also raises the issue of, like, sleeping with people that you work with, but people, you know, don't understand that these wrestlers are literally on the road, like, 365, and that's all they see is these people. So oftentimes they link up together and, you know, they become boyfriend and girlfriend and they even get married and have kids with these people. So... No. <laughs> and that's the other part. And you hit the hammer on the head right there. Or the nail on the head right there. These people travel together all the time. Yeah. Five days a week. Because they get two days off. 
even with the SmackDown, oh yeah, because they get Wednesday morning to like Saturday afternoon. Then they got to get back on the road. So they're traveling with each other constantly. They're renting cars, they're on flights together. And you and I'm not condoning it, but if you're young, you single, you on the road, stuff happens. Right. It happened. I'm pretty sure it hasn't happened since she's been engaged to Del Rio. And that's the part that everybody's forgetting. If I was Del Rio, I would really be upset. <laughs> He's the one to be, you know, to be thinking He's about. the main one that should be upset because there's pictures of his fiance, videos of his fiance fucking two people. I was like, ooh, sleeping <laughs> with two people. Sorry, excuse me, everybody. That was a threat. <laughs> but there it is. So if anybody should be upset about any of this, is, is Alberto Del Rio, Alberto Patrol, or whatever you want to call it. He's the main one that should be upset. But people are entitled to their private lives, especially when they're young. Stuff happens. And it ain't the first time it happened. Again, Seth Rollins did the same thing. And I'm pretty sure if you would went back to the early 90s and the 80s, it probably was worse yeah, before with cell phones and camera phones and all that stuff. Yeah. I would have loved to be on the road with the horsemen in a hotel with them because you know some buck wild stuff went on. Am I lying? No, you're not lying. Because Iron Flair was, was coming in the room naked with just his ring robe on. Talking about, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> so more, te- more details to come out closer to WrestleMania. Yeah, and, um, there's, there's rumors that there's other leaks supposedly going to happen too from like Summer Ray and Victoria yeah. and I forget Victoria? Else, but yeah. You said Victoria? Yeah. Oh shit. I'm going to be all shit. You want to see those? <laughs> Summer Ray, no. Yeah, Victoria, I might take a peek. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but Summer Ray, no. My daddy always said bones is for soup. But, um. <laughs> Trying to get some Dean Ambrose mood? Hey. <clears throat> hey, he might be the next one. He might have some right, right, right. And I know somebody going to want to take a peek at that. A peek, shoot. They get a shape. Watch your mouth. Eyes. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Anything else you want to say about that? No. <laughs> yeah, just as news come out, we'll report on it more. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next thing I want to talk about is the trend in the NBA. And uh, hold on a second while I sip this tea. <laughs> yeah. It's the trend in the NBA. And it's really what's all on the sports Sports Center, Sports Nation, um, the Jump, the show called the Jump. 
and it's how these NBA teams are resting their top players oh. and they're doing it on national televised games. So the NBA is kind of screwing themselves because you want to make your brand the biggest brand out. Excuse me. So they want good ratings. So you get people who's tuning into these games on Saturday night because they want to see LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love play. Kevin Love, you knew he wasn't going to play. He's out hurt. But they rested Kyrie Irving and LeBron James against the Clippers. But this was a game that you advertised. You you got a whole thing on ABC to block out this time to put on your prime players. So you'd had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, all these guys. And the Cavaliers said, screw it. Set out two of their best players, and the Clippers pulled them out. So you killed your ratings. And you killed your, you killed the NBA, the NBA like that. And a lot of people, especially a lot of the old players, Mark Jackson, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Byron Scott, a lot of these guys are saying, whoa, back when I was playing, you played all 82 games if you could. The only way you missed a game if you was really injured, not because you felt as though you wanted a day off. You got time off. The summer is your time off. And even then, that ain't your time off. And here's my thing with this. There are a million people who would love to be in their shoes. I practice my game every day because I wanted to get better, because I wanted to be in the NBA. I watched my youngest son train, play two, three times a day. When he was home for spring break, he balled, and not every day, every other day. Mm. If he wasn't playing ball, he was in the gym lifting, running, whatever, because his dream is a one-day play in the NBA, at least play some type of professional ball. And then you get these cats who has had the world given to him, AAU, this, that, and the fourth, blah, blah, blah. You get up to the NBA, who, who's the top, the, the best in the world. You're one of the best players in the best league in the world, and you decide you want to take a day off. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. If you have a Carl Malone, said, I'm not a Carl Malone fan, but even he said, if you haven't been in the league for 10 years over, you shouldn't be taking no time off. Earn your earn your keep first. Then, right. as you get older, and even then, AC Green set a record in the NBA for how many games he played because he showed up every night and played. AC Green, Kurt Rambis, and now you got Tristan Thompson who's showing up every game, no matter what, and playing. Injured, hurt, whatever. He's getting out there and he's busting his behind because he don't want to let his team or his fans down. And I agree with that. What do you think, Felicia? Well, I was going to ask, like, I had two questions. Is is playing out there hurt, injured, you know, whatever, is that necessarily safe or smart? 
if your injury is that bad where you might right. you might get worse, then I say, okay, sit it out, rehab it, and get back. But just don't sit it out and kick your feet up. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, over a paper cut, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, if you have a slightly torn something in your knee, then, yeah, you can sit it out, rehab it, try to work your way back. Then in the off season, get whatever surgery you need done, done. But for you to take off because you played two games in a row and you're tired, no, I don't agree with it. Right. Okay, and my other question was, yeah, I feel are some of these teams sitting out their best players, you know, for, like, draft purposes? I'm not sure. Because there have been some rumblings about certain teams doing that, and I don't know. Now you're kicking a different horse. Now the horse you're kicking is another horse, is another problem that's going in the NBA. And that was a good question. <sighs> now... I have heard rumblings that certain teams, who I'm not going to mention, no. will sit their star players because they won too many games and they want to get a good draft pick the next season. Because they want to, you know, they want to, I hate to use this word, but they were, this season was supposed to be a tank season. So mm-hmm. why are they tanking? They want to pull whoever out. Okay, you've seen enough. We gave you, we gave the fans enough to where they want to come back next season and watch this person play. And next year when we, when the lottery comes around, you get a good draft pick, and then you get another great rookie that's going to come in who's possibly going to hurt, uh, who's probably going to help your team. I don't agree with that either. Because I'm not saying – and everybody knows, let's just put it out on the table. Do I pay for my tickets at these games? No. They are given to me. All I have to do is show up. And I do show up. And I do treat this gift privilege. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why I do show up every game. Because they don't have to do it. But they choose to. So I'm going to show up because this is what they're giving me. But if I'm showing up to do this, I want to see the best talent on the floor. I need a reason to continue to want to cheer this team on. But if I know coming in that you are purposely sitting your best players because you want to lose, so how hard do you expect for me to cheer and cheer my team on to win when you don't give a damn if they win? Right. And ultimately, that hurts, you know, a lot of sales. Yeah, people aren't going to buy that jersey. They're not going to buy that shirt or that hat. You know, they may not even buy a ticket. So exactly, I see, I see both. You know, instances that you know you talked about costing the team money, costing the franchise money. Yes. Yes. And they have to stay up on top. Of who, who's really the most important? Are the players important? Yes, they are. But 
they wouldn't be players. They wouldn't be making their money and it wasn't for the fans. Mm-hmm. Because the fans are one that's tracing through bad weather, rain, snow, coming into the building, sitting there for three to four hours, rooting, cheering. And you know, because this has been the first season you've been down there every game. Mm-hmm. Right next to me. So you inside to my brain of what I go through every game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as fans, taking pictures, the hanger-ons, the people who just want to hang around because I don't know. But you see it. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot sometimes. And this point of the season, and I'll be honest with you, what is it, five games left? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it now. But this year to be over and get to the next year. As much as I enjoy watching basketball, and I even been down to Delaware a couple times to watch the D League because I'm into the 60s, into the 87s, I'm into basketball. I'm looking forward to this break. And I can't wait until we get good and we start making playoffs and start winning these. While we are winning the games, we won more games this season than we did last season. People think we had 26 wins now. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And I can't wait until we get 37 wins, which I'm hoping that will happen next year. Or maybe even 40 wins. I'm looking forward to it. But with that, I want to see the best talent on the floor. I want to see my Joels. I want to see my Bens. I want to see my Dario's. And whoever else is coming in here. I want to build a relationship with these players. Not saying I want to take them out and drink with them or nothing like that. What I'm saying <laughs> is we we get invested, personally invested in these players. You want to see them do well. You want to see how they develop. And we know that Norm's the well. If anybody doesn't know, Norm's the well was traded a couple of weeks ago to the Dallas Mavericks for um, Justin Anderson and a second-round pick. It happened. It went down. And the funny thing was, the whole time Noel was in Philly, he didn't look my way. Now he's in Dallas. He actually waved at me. But he ain't got a blip. But I still wish him well. I hope he has a great career. He just wasn't a good fit here. I booed him because he does have a Dallas jersey on. But it's what it is. That's what I'm not going to say get paid to do, but that's what I'm there for. That's what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Anderson, though. Yeah. I'm loving Anderson. He's very yeah. athletic, and he, he's like a bulldog. He don't give a damn. He goes out there and gives you 100%, and I yeah. see the team getting better. Yeah. I finally saw the clip of when he did the dunk, Mark Cuban's face, and he shook his head. He was like, oh. We got rid of the wrong one. He said, it's a, we got rid of the wrong one. But that's where I'm at with that. Hopefully, we can rectify this problem as far as the NBA and these resting players and get the best talent on the floor for all. Because people, people are pay, paying hundreds of dollars for tickets to go to these games to watch LeBron James and players like that. If they're not getting it, they're getting ripped off. It is not fair to the consumer. It's not fair to that fan who kid 
probably pay for a ticket for their kid to come to a game and just, and they're wearing the LeBron James jersey and LeBron don't play. If I would have came to a Sixers game when I was a kid and Dr. J didn't play, I would have been upset because I wanted to see Dr. J play. Mm-hmm. So, you have anything else on that one? I'm going to take a commercial. Yeah, I, I not. What did you say? I'm sorry. I said I do not. Okay. So we take this quick commercial, and then we'll come back with some movie reviews. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 59. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. 
Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 59. I am Big Daddy, joined with my beautiful co-host, Alicia Brown. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. With them pretty brown eyes of hers. Anyway. Lord, I love um, you. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I want to see you do the game soon. <laughs> yeah. Too many suckers and not enough time. Um, what am I about to say? We got four movie reviews. We got four of them. Man, Where should we start? Yeah, we do. That's the first one, the, the, the oldest one, I guess. Well, which one was that? Get out. Get out. Get out. That's like a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. And one day, yeah, we could do a whole show just on that. Yes. <laughs> we really could. That's a good idea. Really good idea. No, it's not. <laughs> we could start some trouble with that. But um, it's a good show. It was a good movie. Cause it was a very good movie. Hats off to Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. First movie he directed. The movie made over a hundred million. Wow! And yeah, and stayed one of the top movies for at least a month. Yeah. And kudos to him, and what he's done. He changed. He raised a bar on black directors. I'm yeah. not saying Good point. He raised the bar. I'm sorry, and damn it, I'm just gonna say it. He didn't Tyler Perry his way through this. <laughs> this was not a cool movie. This was a movie that made you think. Hey. You had to go into this movie with your third eye open, and there's two different messages that's going on. And if you watch it, you'll enjoy it. It makes you think. It, it wasn't overly complicated. It wasn't a bunch of super, you might think they dead, but they're not dead. And they come out of nowhere. To just, all that, no. It just really was a really very well thought out movie for next to no money. I think they made that movie on only $3 million. Yeah, I think it was like five. And he made over a hundred million. Yeah. Good for him. And I mean no disrespect to Lee Daniels. I mean no disrespect to Spike Lee, John Singleton, any other of the black directors that's out there. It wasn't just a how can I say this? It wasn't a hood movie. Right. It was a movie that made you behind think, and I love that, and I love it. I give it five booties. Yes, yes. I five. can easily, easily say I give it five, too. Um, it's just unfortunate. There's, like, two people that don't get it, and it's really sad. I'm seeing a lot of, like, minorities that, 
you know, say it was, you know, this or that or, and clearly you can tell that it went over their head or that they might be, um, you know, experiencing or actually partaking in some of the things that was, you know, portrayed in the movie. And then you're seeing, you know, a lot of, like, non-black people, I'll just say, you know, white people, who Mm -hmm. are saying that the movie's racist, the movie is, you know, this, that. And, you know, I think that they should look around and just see that this is what we're going through. If it's racist, well, imagine how we feel. You know, that's what we're going through. So look at it with your third eye, yeah. If you feel as though that it was a racist movie, then again, you're missing the whole point. It went over your head, and it is what it is. Or you might be doing some of the things of in the movie, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All I can say is, go see the movie. If it come out on DVD or (laughs) pay-per-view, watch it. (laughs) Watch it. That's all I can say. Very good. I think the next movie was John Wick. John Wick. Um, I thought that the, this was John Wick 2 or Chapter 2. I thought it was good. Oh, Actually, really? I enjoyed oh, it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it better than I did the first one. Mm. And um, I'll give it Three and a half booties. I'll give it three and a half. Yeah, I'll stick with three and a half booties. Um, Channel Reeves again. And um, it was a lot of action. It showed more of the life that he used to live and more of the background and how certain people were privileged. And he was one of the privileged people. I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but it was good. It was, you know, I would watch it again if it came on HBO or something. I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I'd give it three and a half. What about you? I agree. I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. I think more than, like, any other movie he did or is going to do, I'm excited for, like, the Bill and Ted, you know, remake or whatever that they do. I hope they do it. But um, I like John Wick. I, too, liked it better than um, the first one. The action was great. The fighting was, you know, it was just on that line of real and unrealistic. But, you know, it was still good because you know Keanu Reeves, like, really trained for it. And you know mm-hmm. that he trained for, like, the, the guns, too. So I give him, you know, all credit and respect. At the end, you can kind of tell that, you know, there's going to be another one. I think they're already starting to film it now. So, um Go see it. John Wick 1 is being played on TV a lot now because the movie, you know, was out. So, I give it a three and a half, too. Cool. What was the third one? Uh, Logan. Thank you. I couldn't I guess someone else again. Logan was another um, uh, mutant of course, Wolverine movie. If you're um, into the you know the whole X Men Wolverine type thing, it's a um, whole series of comic books with the older Logan. I didn't know they even had a series of comic books like that until I talked to a couple of my comic book nerd friends, and they said, <laughs> "Yeah, it was a series of them." 
And um, I'll give it a three and a half. I thought it was entertaining. And it's funny hearing this come out of my mouth. I just felt as though it was a little bit too much cursing. I know it was rated R. And they told you something that it was rated R. But did I need to see Professor X cursing? No. I felt uh, I enjoyed the fact that Eric LaSalle was in it and Elise, uh, um, Elise Neal was in it. Because these are you no know, black actors that you haven't seen too much. Like you might have seen them through the 80s and 90s. And then you see them in this movie now, a little bit older. Played a you know, minor role in it. Um, this was the last movie that you'll see um, Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine because he, he's giving it up. And I thought he mm-hmm. did an excellent job every time yeah. he played Wolverine. He embodied that character, and he was Wolverine. Yeah. And I can understand where he's coming from as far as not wanting to do it anymore because how many times was he Wolverine in these movies? A lot. So good for him. And it was a good movie. The ending was very sad. And um, it was what it was. It was, I thought I'd give it a three and a half. And um, what's your opinion, Felicia? I love it. I'm a huge X-Men fan. I'm a team Marvel fan. X-Men is one of my favorite, you know, um, groups or I guess heroes, if you want to call them. Um, but I liked it. A lot of people were complaining, saying that um, they could have did more backstory. I'm like, well, how can you do more backstory to a movie that's already, you know, a little bit on the longer side? And what more backstory do you really need? But um, I don't know. Forget them. Those are people that are in Nerd. it too, too much. Yeah. But kudos to the little girl who played you know, in the movie, too. Yes. I feel bad. I didn't look up her name, but she did an excellent job. I don't know if she'll be in other movies, you know, the new wave of X-Men or not, but I like the movie. I heard she was. It was really sad. Good. It was sad, but it was necessary, so um, I give it a three and a half, too. I think it was better than, you know, a lot of the X-Men movies that were in part of the series, so. And I agree with that. And I agree with you, because <laughs> some of the older X-Men movies that was in the 90s, or was it 2000, around that 2000, time? like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that great. Like, the first one was good, the second one was eh, the third one was bad. Yeah, right. But um, this one was good, and it was, it was just enough, you know, and I enjoyed it. I totally agree with you. And um, the last one is Kong. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was better than the Kong that came out years ago with uh, Jack Black. That one I thought was god-awful. Right. I thought this <laughs> one was better. Um, a lot of action. They're setting up for... Just go out and say it. It's going to be a Godzilla vs. Kong movie coming out in the next couple of years, and that's what they're setting up for, which I think is cool because I'm a nerd like that. I watched it back in the 70s, so it's going to be cool to see it come out. And I just hope they do right by it. I thought that Kong was better than the Godzilla movie that they put out 
a couple years ago. And um, Samuel is in this one, typical Samuel, had one funny one-liner. But, you know, he always says something funny, but ain't, I'm tired of these mother blanking sticks on these blanket plane. There's one serious, I'm glad to say it, where the, she was arguing with this chick. The chick said, stop, blah, 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 blah. He turned around and looked at her and said, bitch, please. And it was funny as hell. Everybody in the theater cracked up laughing. Oh, classic Samuel. Classic Samuel L. Jackson. I will give it, again, a 3.5 because I did enjoy it. I liked the action. Um, It made me look forward to the Godzilla vs. Kong. I think it told enough of the story. It told enough of his backstory as far as Kong's family and what happened to his family. He's the last one left, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought it was good. And I think it was worth the money. And I can't wait for the next one. What's your opinion? I'm going to give it a three. Um, like I remember telling you, I'm a Godzilla fan more than Tom, but I did watch, you know, all the movies pretty much. Um, <laughs> if you're in the movie, make sure you stay for all the credits. Don't stay for the middle. Yes. you got to stay for the whole thing. Um, there's a little thing at the end, so make sure you stay for that. Um, I didn't comment on how good they did with, like, the uh, – the visual and the graphics and all that stuff. Um, it looked really good, the special effects and everything, even when he was, like, crushing people. And, you know, it looked really good. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I would recommend seeing it, especially if you're a fan, you know, of all that. Not sure that the kids should have been in there, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it, I agree with that. It is a bit much for kids, younger kids. Like, if you have a... Right. 12-year-old, 11-year-old, I would say fine. fine. But if you're in there with your 6, 7, 8-year-old, I would say no. They might have a nightmare later on that night. But <laughs> I don't know it was what it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> and also, to me, kudos to John C. Raleigh. I think that's his name. He normally does comedy. He did Step Brothers. And I think he was good in this movie. He was a little quirky. He used a quirky type of thing, but I think he was good. I think he did a good job. It was funny to see Dr. Dre and EVE in this movie. And that was another <laughs> part of it. I almost forgot that. Thanks for bringing that up. Something <laughs> mm, the two actors was in Straight Outta Compton who played Easy and Dre. Both were in this movie. And the whole time we were sitting there cracking jokes. Like, he going to say Straight Outta Compton. Easy said, easy done. Yo, Dre, you know this ain't gonna never work. But it was just, you know, jokes going back and forth. But they did a good job. And those are the four movies. Next will be the Belco uh, experiment. Yeah. I want to see that. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. I don't know if we have any of the. The female listeners, or you know, a guy might have gotten dragged by his girl, but I watched Fifty Shades Darker finally yesterday. Um, I liked it. It it went in line with the book. Of course, you can't put a five hundred plus page book in you know a little under two hours and expect to get everything. So it did go a little fast, but I really liked it. I thought it was better than the first movie. Um, 
Of course, the next movie that comes out, Fifty Shades Free, will be the last movie of the series. So um, I'm going to give it a three. Good. I can't comment on that one. I hadn't seen the first one. And I hadn't seen the second one. I read the books. I heard the books. Had a lot of women reading, including my daughter. She read the books and she enjoyed it. So I take your word for it. <laughs> you know, I'm not a reader. I'm not proud of that fact, but I'm not really a reader. You so, um, read those anyway. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't have read those anyway. But. <laughs> So we're going to wrap it up here. Big Dave's Hard Talk, Volume 59. Uh, Felicia Brown, I want to thank you. Thank you. Good Once to be again, back with you. Good to be back. We'll be back next week. Um, I'm going to advertise next week because I do have a director of an independent film called Old Head who's going to come on and talk about this movie that's going to be on YouTube. And... um. He'll be here to talk about that, and um, we'll have some more movie reviews, and, you know, whatever comes up. So I thank you for listening, and my iPad's about to die, so I better hurry up. Um, I want to thank you for listening. Um, Felicia Brown, any last words? Nope. There's three different types of people, all right? <laughs> Yep, there's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Big Daddy and Felicia Brown that make things happen. We also want to start the plug. There's a wrestling show coming up May 6th. Uh, KCW is going to be in Brumald. If you missed the one in um, Darby, it was a hell of a show. This one coming up should be a good one. Um, more to, More about that later. So... Have a good week. God bless you all, and good night. Good night, everyone.